Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Fire up, fire it up, focus it up, and prepare it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is it is a Wednesday edition, and we're proud to be with you on this glorious Wednesday. A glorious Wednesday here as uh, we welcome you in. No matter where, when you may be hearing us, it is an absolutely outstanding day to be alive with you as it's another award-winning edition of Wednesdays with Watson as uh, Watson Brown will be alongside and 
It is a Cinco Wednesday, a patented Sean Sinclair Wednesday who popped in with uh, Bino bringing uh, news of joy and mirth. Uh, I will start here today. Breaking news out of College Station, Billy Lucci, who's been on this show a time or two, executive editor, co-owner of TexasAgs.com, reporting the following. Toughest of news for Texas A&M football, per everything I've heard since yesterday and from sources very close to the situation. Quarterback Connor Wegman's foot injury is, in fact, a season-ender for the emerging SEC star. Weight-bearing bone and roughly a a three-and-a-half-month recovery for him. Uh, So... That, it looks like that young man's season is over, and their quarterback duties will now be in the hands of Max Johnson, who started the year last year as a starter before getting injured, who's not bad. Max Johnson's not bad. He led him to a victory in a game I saw a couple weeks back. Brian, what game was that when when um, Wegman got hurt and, and, and Lucci came in? Or um, not Lucci, but um, Johnson came in? I think in. it was the... Uh the last game against Auburn over Auburn. the weekend. That's right. I think. It was over the weekend. Okay. And, yeah, they said it'd be eventually about a three- to four-week thing, and that would have put his status for the Tennessee game in doubt, even if that was the case. Mm-hmm. But now it looks like it's definitely he's definitely out. Yeah, and Billy Lucci's reputable, so... Um, and and that's a guy I trust, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that that's real. And, man, you know, I was saying yesterday on here... One of the things I abhor about college football, and there aren't many things I don't like about it, but the um, the way these guys get hurt and how catastrophic some of these injuries can be to these kids is um, is really sad. I mean, to work that hard and then to just get that stripped away from you. So that's tough news. Um, but uh, Texas A&M now has to pick up the pieces, absent him. And, Brian, they've got Alabama before they have us. Who does A&M have this weekend? Do we know? See if you can find that. And, Sean Sinclair, good morning to you. Tough news for Texas A&M, Sean. Yeah, good morning, boys. It, uh, you know, it's, you take a look at our schedule, and uh, things are things are starting to smile on the balls a little bit. I. I don't want to. We've had our share. Last year we had our share of injuries. We've been affected by a major injury to Cooper Mays. Uh, but if you take a look at it, I think there's a significant receiver that may not play against us this week. And then uh, you take a look at uh, A&M, which you've just uh, relayed the info. Uh, Tennessee could could go through this schedule. And have a lot smoother sailing than all the angst in Knoxville would uh, uh, would indicate. Well, don't forget that Jalen Wright may not play either, so the Vols have a key player that could be out. But that might emerge from someone like a uh, like I think a that would, Dylan I think, I think I think that's part of what I was. I think that plays into our favor, Brian. I was not putting that into the tragedy column. But you, uh, you know the Juice Wells else thing, South Carolina, yeah. Xavier Leggett, yeah. Emerge, which he has. Oh, he's a nice player. 
I mean, South Carolina's got South Carolina's got this really interesting thing in our league because they've minted down through the years really good receivers and really good defensive backs. I, I was asking our, our guy that was on yesterday with us, Sean, about this, uh, from Colin Taylor from Gamecock Central. Down through the years, for whatever reason, South Carolina has been kind of a hoopty in this league, but if it's not the Captain Munnerlins of the world, and they had two guys this past year that went to the NFL. They've minted defensive backs down through the year, down through the years. And this year they've got uh, a bunch of kids playing in their secondary, but they're tall, rangy, all about six, two and a half, just like with long arms. They've minted those guys down through the years, Sink, for for whatever reason. Yeah, and I'm not – there's some things that I, I can't explain, and it's why Missouri always seemed for 10 years have a dominant defensive lineman that yep. came out of nowhere. That's right. Why South Carolina – why Wisconsin, uh, Cincinnati always have – year after year, a dominant offensive lineman. Um, and why South Carolina just produces NFL DBs. Uh, I can't explain any of that. And yet we don't, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to rip anyone on the staff here, but because it's been a, it's been a long time, man. Been a long time, but they, uh, um, but, uh, you know, but, uh, they seem to do that. Uh, but, but we seem to get we seem to you know get the the better end of those good players there as well. So that's okay. So Wegman is now, according to Billy Lucci, out for the year, which means that and really he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. To Sean's point, which opens up Dang. a real opportunity. I mean, you hate to see him go. Opens up a real opportunity for Tennessee in the Tennessee game, Alabama in their game because. There was a path where they were going to outscore Alabama and put up a number, and maybe it still happens, but they were going to put up a number Alabama couldn't match. Because, uh, I mean, Texas A&M's got pretty good skill people. They've got some pretty good talent on that club offensively. And, um, you know, there was theoretically, I mean, maybe with Johnson they're still able to do it. I- I'm sitting here just kind of racking my brain um, I was talking to George Plaster about this yesterday, and he's kind of an OG. And I said, George, what's the wh- – I mean, what do you think about this quarterback play in this league? He says, it's bad as it's been in forever, right? And he goes back a lot further than me. I mean, it's for, – for a league that prides itself on its money and it just means more, why are the good quarterbacks on the league that's getting ready to dissolve in college football? Not all the good quarterbacks, but a pretty good bit of them are somehow over in the left coast. It's really strange. A&M plays Arkansas Saturday at noon, who is struggling so far. Yeah, they'll win that game. In, 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 it's in College Station. I know not College Station, but in Arlington. And they play Alabama where? That's a, they play them. They play them home, I believe, in College Station. That's an opportunity. Next week. That's an opportunity to ding Bama. If you know, um, if Lane Kiffin could do it in big games, they would have dinged Bama over the weekend. Sean, how about Lane not letting us down? Lane won't let us down, will he? 
you, it's like uh, it's uh, it's it's like telling time. He's yeah. Uh, that analogy is just not working right now. Um, sorry, but uh, yeah, he's um, he's a lot of talk. He's a lot of flash. He's a lot of hat. Not a lot of cattle. Yep, he is a boy, Ben. He's a Dallas Cowboys of college football. He gets all that attention. The media flocks to his every word. They love covering him. He's fun. They're selling jerseys and T-shirts. Don't have to worry about winning. Kind of like Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry it's, if you're a Cowboy fan. I don't mean to come at you today, but uh, it is what it is. It's so hard to, to predict how seasons play out when you're talking about it back in the summer because we all thought that A&M would come in with Petrino and and Jimbo Fisher fighting each other. That's right. But now you can't predict variables like a quarterback getting hurt. That kind of puts them at a different in a different light. That's why, Brian, I would like to just say next summer we're just going to take four months off and still get paid and just <laughs> not talk about anything in the summer. How about that, Brian? Would you like that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. I love when people say it. Well, of course they do. But you can only talk about things in the present. You can't can't predict. Well, you can only talk about things, get up every day and enjoy the day. And And you don't account for. Well, how are you going to account for that? I know one man that can. You can't predict it. His name is Watson Brown. Wednesdays with Watson is coming up. Sean, are you excited for another installment of Wednesdays with Watson? Yeah, I, um, anything less of me and more of Watson, I'm for that. I, I don't think that's the case. I, 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 you're included in the. Uh, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to the Watson it, conversation. Uh, sarcastic meters such off a, today. Such I don't a know what's gr- going on, but anyway, I think he is fantastic. I think that. I, I think I know a little bit about football. I think yeah. I know a little bit about. No, I'm no no savant. No, nothing better than anyone that's listening right now. I think I know a little bit, but he takes concepts that are somewhat abstract, somewhat difficult, and can easily manipulate them to make them uh, understandable for even the novice of football. And uh, and not only that, the humility with which he answers awesome. questions, uh, all of that stuff. I, I think he's just a treasure. I really do, and I'm not just saying that because he's on your show. Yeah, he's super. Uh, he's super I, I think man. he's. I think he's fantastic. So we'll do that Wednesdays with Watson Brown coming up, and uh, Tennessee's about to get a hoops commitment. Read about it over at tclub.team. Also, they're uh, in a um, uh, breaking news as well over at tclub.team today. We broke the news about their tournament they're going to play in in 2024 down in the bahamas so it's all there for you matt dixon today owns the blog with his breakdown of the weekend's festivities one of the things that matt said that i want to get into with watson is um he said milton missed a few deep shots especially in the third quarter weren't terrible overthrows and it was to mostly back up wide receivers this is in bold point now right next to the Copper Cellar Marketplace ad that's on there. I'd like to know what fans think the percentage of these 20, 30, and sometimes 40-yard throws downfield should be completed. 
Even the best deep ball quarterbacks only complete about 45%. Amen, Matt Dixon. We, we have taken dissecting Joe Milton. I don't know what the level of expectation was for Joe Milton, but some of you need to dial it back and enjoy the football season. Because everybody misses throws. Everybody. And every time there's an incomplete, any overthrows, okay, so what? Peyton Manning overthrew balls. Everybody overthrows balls. Are you comparing him to Peyton Manning? Absolutely not. I'm telling you, though, please, can we can we dial it back? Because I'll tell you what's exhausting. Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction is exhausting when all you talk about is quarterbacks. No offense. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. My name is Tony Basilio. We are back with you on this Wednesday with Watson. Sean Sinclair is here, along with uh, Brian Hartman. My name is Tony Basilio. And let's bring the man, the hour, the myth, the, myth, the legend, whatever I'm trying to say here, mm-hmm. on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Presented by our friends at TLDLogistics.com, Watson Brown, k Amigo. Hope you're doing well. It's another Wednesday with Watson, man. What a blessed day to be alive, brother. Oh, man. Neat. It's a beautiful day up here, too. Which, yep. which, you're a little east of me, but it's beautiful here. Beautiful. You yep. going to get out and play some today? Not today. I played yesterday and played a bunch. I'm a little sore today. 73, you can't just go like you did when you were 50, mm, you know? You mm, mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. Yeah, one of my son's friends got married, or is getting married, and they went, all played the Virginian, which is mm-hmm. a rough life on, uh, on, on Friday. And they played like 36 there, and then they went and played 36 somewhere on Saturday, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I told him I'd be in an ice bath. Uh, if I did that to have myself. An ambulance at the end of the second 36. Well, <laughs> you know, um, Take me in. Watson, I thought they were going to carry that poor Rattler kid off the field. I want to start here. Yeah. Your brother's North Carolina bunch. I mean, they hit him early, and they hit him often. Yeah. And yet he didn't break in that game. Talk to me about what you see. In in Rattler, I think right now he's playing. If not Daniels, he's playing the best in the SEC uh, because he's doing it with not a lot of help. And he gets up and he goes again, and he gets up and he goes again. I'm more impressed with him this year than I was last. He got really hot at the end of last year, starting with Tennessee, and then just carried over into Clemson. And but. What I'm seeing out of him this year, Tony, I mean, my brother, this is Mac's best team, and they're very physical, which he hadn't been. But their offense and defensive fronts are very, very physical. They're older. They're mature. They've been there a while now. And they rush four people and just sack after sack. If it wasn't a sack, they knocked him down. Uh, He leaves pocket, makes plays. You can't count South Carolina out right now just because of him. The, the SEC is down, in my opinion, this year, and it's because of quarterback play. So many teams have new quarterbacks. 
And you just don't click your fingers in that new quarterback play like the one you had the year before that was special for you. It just don't happen. Tennessee's dealing with that a little bit. and But everybody is. And Rattler is back. Daniels is back. And both of those guys right now are the two top quarterbacks in the SEC. I think it's because they've got got great experience. You know, the, the thing about Rattler, too, that I'm, I'm real impressed with is the way he – composed himself on the yep. field because there were lookout blocks thrown in that North Carolina game and I didn't see him one time point to anybody. Nope. He and just he kept hadn't. getting up. He just kept he getting hadn't. up. And there were drop balls too, by the way. There were drop balls and he yep. didn't, you know, ge- gesture to people or show people up. Two things I've seen in him, Tony, that where there's major change in him and I think it's maturity that's caused it is his toughness, he's handling his toughness better. I'm telling you, if you played the position like I did through my time, there's a different style of toughness in a quarterback over a linebacker or a safety or a guard. It's different because it's a toughness of taking hits that you're not giving any hits back. Uh, you're just taking the blows and you keep taking the blows and you keep taking the blows. And when you get a tough quarterback, you got a tough guy. I think he's grown into toughness. I saw him early last year in some of his Oklahoma time where I'd seen flinch and, and go down easy or whatever. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing him and he gets up and goes again and he gets up and goes again. And I always said with the quarterback guys, it ain't the first hit. It's about the hundredth hit. When, when when is there a give in the guy where you start seeing him flinch a little bit? So far with him, I hadn't seen a flinch. That's why you can't just say, "Well, Tennessee's excited; they're going they're they're going to get these guys back." When you got that a quarterback like that, you you just take a deep breath because you never know. See, I agree with that. Um, I think it would behoove the Vols to get on these guys early and knock oh, yeah. them out early, because if they let this guy hang around in the third quarter, that will be a dangerous customer, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and the other thing they got to do is keep him in the pocket. He's one of those. He's not – nobody is as good a thrower when they're in the pocket and there's heat all around them. Nobody. And But you let him – and he can. You let him get outside and – Tony, I, I, I say this. We used to, we, every place I've ever coached as a coordinator, and I was always the coordinator when I was a head coach. So I've been a coordinator probably all but two years of my whole career. I was a quarterback coach at East Carolina one year and quarterback coach at Texas Tech one year. The rest of the time I was either coordinator, head coach, or both. And we always did a scramble drill on every, in, in, in a pass scale. And it's a play. It's a play in itself. So I'd say, okay, on this one, call a pass play, but on this one I want you to scramble to your right. Okay, the people on the right have a certain thing they do. The people on the left have a certain thing they do. So it's a, it becomes a complete different pass pattern when the quarterback gets outside the pocket. And that's why you just can't let these guys. It's not like it's just Hail Marys and they don't know what they're doing. It's just it's a play. It's a pass play that they've practiced many Many, many times. And, and, uh, so keep him in the pocket. And I think he, Tennessee will win the game. If he gets loose, 
and he's outside a bunch, uh, I think the odds go way down. Watson Brown joining us Wednesdays with Watson. I'll, I'll bring Sean in here and, and Brian momentarily. The Vols had a rather interesting game over the weekend, 31 nothing at halftime. Let me ask you this, Coach, from a, from a coaching standpoint. I was surprised that they didn't introduce Nico into that game. Here we are. We're at the third pole of the season. He's a guy that they invested greatly in, in recruiting. He's a guy that has a really bright future. He is... Um, the future of the position here. Are, are you surprised that they haven't gotten him more to this point? Um, meaningful action, for lack of a better way of putting it, to develop him? I think your first reaction is exactly what you say. But if you think it out, what he's doing is his starter, Joe's not there yet. And he's doing everything in his power before he hits this month of SEC football to get him ever rep and get him as good as he possibly can before he goes South Carolina, Texas A&M, Alabama, Kentucky. And uh, the, the season is in these next four weeks, four games. I think it's five weeks with an open date. But mm. the season is right here. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. Uh, he's he's not playing for the future right now. I think he thinks i got to live and die with Joe. I don't have time to get the freshman ready and what I'm fixing to play. And I personally think he's right. I think at this point, if you were going to play the freshman, you had to put him in a lot earlier. Uh, since they didn't, I think now you got to go with what brung you and Joe's it. And, and he was even injured a little bit and had a sore knee, and he left him in. That tells me. One thing and one thing alone. I've got to keep getting this young man reps. What do you see from him? Is he growing? Is Joe growing? Yeah, he's getting a little better. Uh, all fans want to, and, and I'm becoming a fan. I mean, all fans want to magnify everything. You say, okay, let, let's go through the run he had the other day. Everybody, oh, man, he can really run. I, well, here's what went down. They're running the simple zone play. They got uh, uh, an end that closes and takes the dive. The linebackers, when you do that, you got to go dive quarterback pitch because all this stuff is old wishbone triple option stuff. So if the end closes to take the dive, the linebacker has to scrape for the quarterback. Well, he don't. He tackle. He goes to tackle the dive too. The safety is supposed to be the overhang dive to quarterback. Well, he runs in and takes the dive. There is nothing there. I mean nothing. So he just basically runs straight down the hash for 80 yards. It wasn't that big a deal. And, and uh, it, 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 we, it, everything just gets magnified to me too much, guys. Good and bad. Good and bad. Joe is still consistent, inconsistent in, in uh, his deep throws. He's a little late every once in a while on them. He was late on two or three of those the other day. Got to let it go quicker. And he's still he's still overthrowing a little bit, or maybe behind just slightly. And then the other thing I see with Joe that I don't think he'll ever catch up on, compared to Hendon, he he's not the playmaker off when things break down that Hendon was, he, and he won't be it near as good. Joe is not near as good a thrower when he's moving around as he is when he's sitting still. I mean, I think he's probably. 25% less moving around than when he's sitting still. It's almost the exact opposite. 
for each team this weekend in terms of approach defensively. One guy you you want you want to stay in the pocket and throw the ball uh, in Rattler, and one guy you kind of want running around a little bit out there because he's not comfortable doing it. Joe Milton, which is odd, right? That's a great observation because I think you're 100 percent right. Uh, that and a cup of coffee for me at about a dime's worth. But I agree with you. I think everybody tries to get in Joe's face, pressuring, 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 get him off the spot, as we used to call it. Get him off the spot. And with Rattler, you got to press the pocket and yet keep him in there. That's a whole lot harder on a defensive lineman because you're taking aggression away from the defensive lineman. When you're not as worried about Joe breaking the pocket, you let them loose. Now, they're not losing contained to do it, but they are letting their ears back and coming. When you've got to rush through a blocker and keep your angles proper and so he can't get outside talking about trying to stop the South Carolina guy, now you take away from the pass rush a little bit. That guy can't just be a free pass rusher. And uh, you look at the NFL right now, and you see games where the guy is not great scrambling around. Good gracious, do those guys let their ears back and go? Oh, they they're not afraid to twist, nope. do anything. They don't. They're not afraid to lose contain. Uh-uh. Now you get a Mahomes, and now it's a complete different story. So I think that's a little bit what helps uh, Rattler is that the rushes have had to learn to rush through their guy and don't take many chances. Bow your head when you say his name. Let me bring Brian Hartman in here, who's got something to add to the conversation. It's Wednesdays with Coach Watson Brown, TM, on the show, trademarked. Brian, welcome in. (laughs) Hey, uh, Watson, thanks for coming on again. I wanted to talk about deep throws here. It's kind of a flashy thing, and it, it, it sounds nice to talk about, and, and when they work, it's great, but that's usually a pretty low percentage play. It's yes. probably lowest completed maybe. Lowest percentage pass you throw, yes. Lowest percentage pass you throw. I'd say 60 but what really, on average. 60 on average. 60 on average on deep balls? On average. Now, the better ones are up in the 80s, but 60 on average. Got to throw and catch it and get it off. And get it off. Takes longer to throw a deep ball. What well, really though, I think makes a quarterback effective is what can he do on third and eight? Can he make the right decision? What's his game between just up on an off to a running back and maybe fifteen yards down the field? If he can master that area, I think that's when you've got something. Is that what you think? One hundred percent, Brian. One hundred percent. Uh, I always said, and I've coached quarterbacks all my life, never a year I didn't, and I've always said when you don't have an experienced quarterback or you have a quarterback that's not a great thrower, give them ball control things to get their percentages where they need to be, simple ball control passes, and then throw it deep. Throw it up. Stay away from those intermediate high lows, complicated three-on-two go here, two-on-one go here, one-on-one you're sure going here. Try to stay away from that with those guys. And the second thing I always is keep them. Don't let them have to make a lot of decisions in third and long. Just don't do it. It's going to cost you more than not. So you're dead right, and that's where Tennessee is average uh, in third and long. They're about like everybody else. On the, on the chain downs, they're 
still better, I think, because of the system and the scheme. Because a lot of those throws Tennessee are throwing are easy throws. Now, when they put you way out there wide and they start taking it on post and fades and that kind, and, and blocking goes, that kind of stuff, now that becomes a harder throw because the throws, the ball's having to go further than with normal splits. But Tennessee does so much of just raise up and throw it that that's why the quarterback stats for them are always just really good, and they're throwing when they should. Their stuff is off of if there's seven in the box, we're throwing it out here. If there's five or six in the box, if there's five in the box, we're dang sure running it in here. If there's six in the box, is it man or zone? If it's zone, we might be flipping it out there. If it's man, we'll probably run it. That's what Tennessee does, but when they get to third and long guys, they're like everybody else, and they haven't been great at it just yet. Wednesdays with Watson. He's on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. Sean Sinclair, jump in here with Coach Watson Brown on a Wednesday. Hey, Coach. Thanks again. Always uh, enjoy having you on. Thanks. A couple, weeks, a couple weeks ago we talked about special teams and how I asked you about if, if these coordinators try to get a little too cute, et cetera. And I've noticed the past, past couple of weeks, uh, we're just asking our guy to kick it out of the end zone on kicks because he can. And then the punting, uh, still going left and right. And I yeah. get it, but it looks like they've, someone has said, Hey, look, dial it down. Um, that, um, so, your explanation was exactly right. My question to you is, as a head coach, you you guys always turn over every stone, make sure everything is covered, you got a checklist, et cetera. What's it like last week when you know as a head coach you covered everything, and then you have a freshman, in, in, not calling him out, but Cam Selden tries to pick up a blocked punt, I'm not, and I'm not saying he wasn't thinking. For all my, for all of my knowledge, he may have thought that the ball glanced off a guy, and he was actually trying to hustle to get it. Or in Florida, when you know you've got a team that tackles well, and then all of a sudden they can't tackle anything. What the, what goes through your mind? How do you handle that? How do you, how do you get? Uh, how do you just manage the anger or whatever as a head coach? And keep your calm and keep going and encourage the kids. Oh, you take a deep breath, Sean. <laughs> it, 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 patience is a virtue, and I never had a lot of it. I, I can remember, I'll give you a story. We're, I'm at UAB, and we're playing. I think it was SMU, and, and uh, SMU's driving. We're ahead. It's, I think, 10 seconds to go in the game. And they throw a ball down the middle, and my freshman linebacker picks it off. Game over. He takes off running with the ball. He's coming up our sidelines. We're yelling, get down, get down, get down. He fumbled. SMU gets it, throws a fade route about 15 yards. Well, he brought it out. He intercepted on the end zone or in, right inside the end zone, uh, outside the end zone line. And, Runs it back to about the 15. They throw a fade route to a great receiver. He reaches up, catches it. We lose the game. Um, I'm telling you, what you have to learn as I got older, you kids, all kids, and I was the same way. Uh, I think this is always there. When when you get after a kid in the in a game that means 
that it, it was a play that probably cost you the game. And you get after them. They never get over it. You cannot do that. And because kids, you can brag on them 15 times and you can, and you can get after them. And it's the way you get after them. If you get after them personally, if they don't remember the 15 brag ons, they remember the one, uh, the personal one. That's just the way it is. That's life. And you have to learn that. And so you take a deep breath, man, because it's a killer and, and it kills your whole team. Everybody wants that and if you do it the whole team then gets on the kid and you just can't do that you can't do it coach i've seen that we we talked um on the uh last show about how josh heifel is the first coach that i've seen we, we also talked about press conferences last week with you but um i i really enjoy heifel because he does not throw a kid under the bus in fact his quote was we all saw what happened, but he does not tell the fans. He does not try to trick us into saying that we didn't see what we obviously saw. And I think that I think uh, I think I think that's a, a pretty good quality in a relatively young head coach on a big scene right now. I think that is a um, you don't see that in a lot of young guys. You see that in guys that have been around a while and learned their lesson the hard way. And uh, when you do that, and then you lose that kid forever, I mean, he just never comes back to being what he ever was. He might still be on your team, might still be your starter, but he's not what he can be. I mean, it's it's just it's hard. And you're dead right. I I really think the world of Josh, and I don't even know him, and that just shows you. I think the world, the way he handles things. Um, I can see, because I'm a coach, I can see when he gets upset, and, man, he has to fight holding on. Oh. He has to fight with the press and, and, and holding on. Just don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. And I see that in him, but so far he's been able to do that. And I think it's a great trait, and I think that's one reason he's been successful at Tennessee is he's he is doing that, and I think the players respect that. And I've always said, guys, as a coach, you have to have two pieces if they're going to play really hard for you and lay it on the line. They have to respect you, and they have to trust you. And I think the Tennessee players respect and trust Coach Heupel, that he's not going to throw them under the bridge. He's going to do what's best for them unless it's having to over overcome somebody that's it's it's maybe not best for them and it might be best for the team not to play them you got to do that kind of stuff but at least i think they know he cares for them he's trying to do what's best for them and i think they trust him and that's to me that's the two pieces you missing one of those two uh, you're not going to last very long it's wednesdays with watson brown coach you talked about the receivers last week and you were talking about how when you were down in Houston at Rice and you used to go watch Jim Kelly and yeah. uh, Ricky Sanders and Clarence Verdan and all, all those, those guys, guys the, those little really basketeers that could go get it. Tennessee's receivers to this point, now they had big shoes to fill, obviously, but they've got some guys that are pretty ballyhooed here. Uh, kid from Oregon, this Thornton kid, they pay, I think, probably pretty good money for, truth be told. Um, sure. and, and a couple other guys are you see things incrementally that we wouldn't. Are they growing 
at a, at at a proper pace here? Are they not growing? I think Milton gets a lot of the criticism. I don't know that his receivers have has help, have helped him tremendously, um, ball skills wise, fighting for balls, uh, etc. Your thoughts? Are they growing? I think they are, but it's they got to they got to get it quicker now. They got to they got to take the next step now here in the next month. And um, we just talked. You it's so right again, Tony. We just talked about. I just said Joe's late with throats. I'm not in the room, so I don't know exactly what's going on. But I talked to you all about last week. I think they run a lot of vertical options, where if you see green grass, take it deep. If you if you see somebody pressing, you take it take it deep on a fade. If you see a guy off of you, hook pull up and hook up at about 15. I think they're having to learn to do all that, and I think sometimes they're late making their decisions, which can make Joe late in making his decisions which leads to holding the ball too long, and and then it kind of comes back on the quarterback again. So, yeah, I see that, Tony. Um, I think what I try – I try to study Josh and what he recruits. I think he wants a few big guys that can run, but but, but not flyers, but big, big guys, and then I think he wants some flyers that are as – he don't care what their size is. He wants as fast big guys as he can find. And I, I, he, I don't think he has the chemistry yet he had last year. And I think we got to see it come on or they're going to go two and two or so through this four game stretch. And they've got to come out of this four game stretch no worse than three and one. I personally think they can go four and oh, because I, if they can get to Alabama and win these two and get to Alabama, I don't know that Alabama can score with them. I just don't – I think Tennessee can go really fast that day and and 28 might just win the game. So I'm, I'm not sure that they've been a good match with Alabama. I thought that was a masterful job of saving – of getting well, that getting that victory Saturday. I, yeah, I, he came back and made up for his mistake, didn't he? Yeah, he sure he did. Made for his, he did. Yeah, he, he made sure it did. up and now starting to do what that kid does best. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why, mean, why do I have to beat you credit. conventionally? Why do I got to play 2023 football with him, right? Why? I don't have to. No, you, you do what your players do best. Uh, I won't say where I went to interview with somebody. It's somebody all of y'all know really, really well. And, and he asked me, what would you run if you came here offensively? And my, I said, whatever your players do best. I'm not going to come in with a system. I'm going to do what the players do best. We'll we'll figure that out, and then we'll put one together off of that. And and uh, when and you have to do that, Tony, with your quarterback. You make your quarterback do things he can't do. He's not going to be near the player, and then it affects your whole team. It's absolutely outstanding. When says Watson, when he takes us under wing, Watson, what do you expect Saturday night? We expect uh, Tennessee to blow. South Carolina out? Are we expecting one of these? Because uh, it's a revenge game and seven o'clock start here Eastern time. Fans will be all oiled up, lathered up after South Carolina kept the Vols out of a playoff last year, and there are still uh, a ton of veteran players who realize they cost them a shot at the playoff, or that game did last year. Or do we see one of these wild SEC football games that could be crazy at the end? What do you think? 
I'm going to I'm going to if you, which is the easy way out. I, I really believe if they get on, you said it, and I believe it. You got to get on them early. If you get them down early, then they'll end up winning the game seventeen or more. If it gets to halftime and it's a game, I think Tennessee's going to win, but I think it'll be tighter than a Dickens. And the longer it goes, then plus to South Carolina because Tennessee. Oh, Shane has tried to set this up. I know Josh can't wait to play us, and he's setting it up to yeah. where if it's a game, it throws the heat back on Tennessee. That's what he's trying to do. I think Tennessee will get them in the first half, and I promise you Josh has studied that last year's film, and what did they do to mess us up so bad? Because it didn't even look like the same team. We end up losing our quarterback in the game. What in the world did they do? And so I'm not talking about they did it this week. That was one of them summer studies that they spent about three weeks on, just that game in itself. So I think Tennessee will be ready technically, and I hope Joe's well and he and he's not carrying a leg a little bit because I thought his knee was sore than put on in the game. I thought he was carrying it a little bit in the second half. I hope he's I hope he's okay. And control Spencer, you beat him. You got to control him, and you beat them because they don't have the other pieces. They're not there. You let that guy get outside the pocket though, and free will. He, he called yeah. himself a point guard in the uh, South Carolina press, and he said, "Look, I'm on, on on some of these plays. I'm just out there free wheeling and getting the ball to people like a point guard does." And it sort of looked that way Saturday night. I mean, he he, I, I use the term growing grows growing into a game. He really grew into that Mississippi State game as it went on. No, it's what he's doing this year, Tony. Yeah. He's not get, – Max game, they killed him. And really, that game should have been 48-7. Yes. I mean, Mac killed him. And the year before, South Carolina beat them good. But Mac killed him, and yet that kid at the end of that game was still good. He was still making plays. And I said, uh-oh, he's a little different this year. And he has been in every game. Yeah. Let's see if Tennessee, with that big crowd and – because that crowd's going to be wild, especially if it's going good. Absolutely. But after what happened last year, those fans are going to be in a frenzy now. And uh, so it's all off of the first half, in my opinion. And so Tennessee's got to come out and get them quick. Watson, you're an absolute gentleman and a scholar and a complete blessing. And uh, thanks for blessing us with some time again this week. Oh. Uh, Anything I bless you with the things I've learned the hard way, my man. So, thank you, my <laughs> it's man. It's been trial and error and a lot of error. Thank y'all. Him. Thank you, the great Watson Brown. And Sean, the weekend, this weekend's game's interesting because the thing I keep thinking in the back of my mind is, if that kid's able to get outside and just kind of do his thing, you know. I don't trust our secondary, Sean. I'm just going to say that out loud. If that game's close, I just. One thing you've taught me this year is, and I'm starting to see it, is our secondary is pretty darn scary at times in close games. They are. Um, however, there is. you saw uh, already this year you've seen uh, James Pierce, uh, Joseph, and this past week, though it was in mop-up duty, Caleb Herring um, with sacks. Um, you're, you see... Um, our linebackers are much more dynamic than they used to be. And so while we have had a history of Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett, Zach Wilson, 
You you name it, guys that it can extend. Anthony Richardson, guys that it can can extend plays have really been a bugaboo for us. I, I think that I think that we're better equipped now um, because you know once a kid starts scrambling, he cuts the field in half, and you can't. You, you know, he's a, Spencer's a right-hander, so typically he's going to go to his right or whatever. He he can run, but he's not juking a whole lot of people. I would put him very much in the in the Joe Milton kind of category. I don't think he's Hendon uh, Hooker, uh, so I think we'll be okay. I really do. I I like these young aggressive guys, uh, and I, I think they can I think they can corral him. So Billy Lucci's report on uh, A&M as being, uh, Connor Wegman is being picked up by others. So uh, Connor Wegman, Texas A&M starting quarterback, has lost for the year uh, with a foot injury. So Max Johnson becomes their starter, who was pretty good over the weekend uh, in, uh, in his stead. Um, Goldbrick Joe's got a name for Lane Kiffin, which is Lane Whiffen, uh, after his uh, failed attempt at getting another one and. Watson Brown's right. I mean, Nick Saban, they're kind of gettable. Alabama is gettable. If you can score points, Sean, this is a gettable Alabama team. I don't know I don't know how gettable they are for us on the road. I, I don't know how our deal's going to travel. Perhaps if you have a healthy and going Cooper Mays by then, it's a different equation. Maybe the Florida game's different if you have a healthy Cooper Mays out there. I'd like to think that's the case, but who knows? Because that was kind of a collapse. Well, the, Mil- the last game we saw on the road. The Milrow guy is the one that scares. The Milrose guy is the one that scares me because he's the fastest guy on the field, and he can put. You know, if we're not careful, I yeah. don't think he's going to run and throw a lot of passes. But he can he can throw a Joe Milton or two on that first play at you all. He could end up with two hundred yards rushing against us easily. Yes, and so that's one where you kind of have to, you know, you're gonna. I think against him, you're gonna see a lot of zones. I think which I don't think we play well, but nonetheless, with Milrow, you kind of let that guy stay in front of you and just and just see what happens. Because we're not tackling him. Let's get real. He, he's a, he's not a great quarterback, but he is an absolute freak. He looked at times and does look at times like he runs around like uh, Vic used to back in the day. And he doesn't have Vic's arm. He doesn't have Vic's quarterback panache that Michael Vic had when he played. Michael Vic raised the level of everybody. I mean, for the, for the kids, this guy played at Virginia Tech. They played Florida State when Florida State had Georgia-level talent. They were loaded with five-star players. And he went out there almost single-handedly and almost beat them in a national championship game, if you can picture that. I would encourage anybody to go to YouTube and look up that championship game. I want to say it was 99 gone into 2000. It was that season. He looked like somebody was controlling him with a joystick and would just pull up and throw the ball 65, 70 yards downfield and hit people. I mean, this guy was insane how good he was. Insane. Well, he was, uh, if if you're old enough, remember, uh, he was Allen Iverson at quarterback. That's exactly what he was. That's right. I don't know how you put it in modern 
parlance because I I don't know that we've seen anybody like him since. I mean, he was so freaking freaky and fun to watch and. You knew, like you knew when when you went out there against him. I couldn't imagine what it was like playing linebacker against him, Sean. I just can't imagine what it was like in the open field because he was going to run right by you. He's a, as they say, he's a he's a one of one. Yeah, and um, and it, and it just because of that, just never seen before. Um, ability was he able to have a co- uh, pro career? Um, That's right. The thing with Milrow is Milrow gets way less accurate when he's running, mm-hmm. and so if he's not running by you, he he can't scramble like Bryce Young. Bryce Young was you know, a grease <laughs> as he at a county fair a grease pig. Yeah, you couldn't you, get him. You, you could not touch him. No. Milrow's not that elusive. He's just fast and big. He's frankly, he's a he's a bigger, faster Jalen Hurts. You know what's funny about um, what's funny about the kid that's Carolina now in the NFL is that watching him when he was on the field for Carolina the first couple games, the difference between college and pro ball is those linebackers at the NFL level will run you down. In college, you get an opportunity to make plays. In the NFL, the closing speed that those guys have when you watch those waterbug quarterbacks get out on the corner, and in pro ball, in college ball, it's a fifteen-yard gain, seventeen yards. In college, in, in the pros, it's three or four yards, and they hammer you. I mean, it's just such a such a different game. You just appreciate how physical and big and strong and fast those guys are uh we're going to get some calls in hour two is uh on the way we'll continue to talk about this south carolina game the development at uh, texas a&m today and does it open the door for the vols or was the door already open in the texas a&m game plus matt dixon made some statements uh some observations in his blog that i wanted to uh sort of unpack here and we're going to do all that. Hour two, as we continue, it, it is, ladies and germs, your Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday. I thank Watson Brown. Wednesdays with Watson is a, is a hit as we continue hour two after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. They only break this out at certain times. I didn't know what, whether to break out. 
We are family for the uh, 79 Pittsburgh Pirates. The great Chris Allen now joining me. My Tennessee Smokies. Champions of the world. Chris Allen, congratulations, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. How about that? The boys pulled it out last night. How does it feel, man, to uh, have been there for that journey and seen that? You know what? It's, uh, it's, it's been a long time coming, and we've been close, especially in the last you know couple of years, three, four, five years here. And uh, to finally get it done, I think it makes it that much sweeter. It really does. You deserve it. You and your staff, you guys work so hard. Now, let me ask you this, Chris. Do you give your staff, like, rings and stuff after something like that? Absolutely. We're definitely going to get rings made for all of our, our full-time people, and, and there will be some special rings going around, too. That's really neat, man. First, Hey, look, this is a big deal for us. It really is. I mean, look, um, the hours our people put in, they deserve a ring. Certainly they didn't get on the field and, and hit the ball and, and, and win the games for us, but the, the hard work that goes into this, um, you know, they, they, they live and die by this team. A lot of my staff does. So it's a, it's a big deal for us. It really is. First championship in over 40 years. I mean, these things don't don't grow on trees, and you, you do it against an organization who, I mean, let's face facts, uh, I don't know – what's in the water in Tampa, but when they draft players, when a guy gets drafted by Tampa, I just know he can play in their organization, right? <laughs> no no doubt about it. They, they've got something figured out that no one else knows what they're doing. It is absolutely wild, but the Smokies last night are champions of the Southern League. And, you know, I, I was talking about, uh, about you, incidentally, to Tony Vitello, and and he was like, you know, those guys are so good for baseball. That's why I'm so glad for you because oh, you guys are big boosters of everything the Vols do. Um, Absolutely. And and then what you've done with this Appalachian League and and all these college kids that are getting a great opportunity to shine, I'm just glad to see, you know, like uh, Steve Spur used to say, I'm just glad to see God shine on the Smokies, man. That's beautiful. Or God smile on the hey. Smokies. Good for you guys. Hey man, thank you for the kind words. We are we are very happy and uh, very proud of this season. And you know we uh, you know we we just uh, we love the game of baseball, love the business of baseball, and um, it's uh, it's exciting when when good things happen. You know. Did you think this was going to happen at the outset of the playoff? You know what? I knew we had a very good team. We've got a lot of future major league players on our team. But the, the way minor league baseball works, you know, your guys, they go up. Their goal is to, you know, not finish the year with the Smokies. They want to finish the year with the Chicago Cubs. Right. So, uh, it, it's always tough to win a championship at the minor league level, no matter how good your team is, because you just don't know what the, your end team's going to look like. And, and this year we had a ton of prospects brought up from low A, about a month ago, and these kids can flat-out play. Sprinkle that in with the kids that are already here. And I call them kids, so I'm getting so old, so I call them kids now. But these young men can flat-out play. Um, and we had you know, we had a kid named Owen Casey who hit 20-some home runs this year. He's, he's 21 years old. Oh. He's playing double-A baseball. He's going to be a, a star player, I think, at the big league level. Um, you know, we, we just had so many, 
solid players. And so many, you know, Pete Crow Armstrong, he was with us most of the years in the big leagues now. Uh, one of the best center fielders in the game yep. will be eventually at the big league level. You know, we lose him, and then they replace him with, you know, more great players. So it's um, it's just, you know, everything kind of fell in place this year. It's very hard to win a minor league championship. It really is. Well, and it's a great sign for Chicago. You know, the other night, Drew Gilbert, in their championship series up in uh, up in uh, New York, uh, up in I should say up in the New England area, wherever they're playing that, I believe it was upstate New York. But he hit a ball, he hit a home run the other night, ninth inning in a game. When your kids perform in pressure situations, that's nothing but great for these organizations. Oh yeah, hey, Drew Gilbert has had a fantastic season. He really has. Um, there's a lot of great balls shining throughout my cool. baseball and yeah, you know, in the major league baseball right now. So it's um, you know, baseball in East Tennessee is doing really well right now. And you guys are a real champion of it. Also, now what is this? I saw your, I know your COO of the Smokies. I see concert promoter next to your name. <laughs> what what are we? Um, you're like the uh, you're like the Bill Graham of uh, of East Tennessee right now. Um, I don't know about that. Tell me about this tour de force phenomena and, and what you've got going on with this Oliver Anthony guy. Tell me about this. You know what? It's one of those things that um, I was sitting at my desk a few weeks ago, and uh, I got a call from. Um, uh, uh, an individual in the area, a promoter, and, and they needed a place to, to put this guy's concert because they had outsold the venue they were at. And, um, you know, it all it all worked out perfectly. The perfect storm, it, it, it worked out perfectly. It's tomorrow night. They end up opening up more tickets because our venue is a little bit larger than the other venues they were looking at at the time. And um, they put another... Uh, 3,500 tickets on sale, and they sold them in 26 minutes. So what? people coming. How, how many? Say that again. How, how many, Chris? I'm sorry. I mean, talk. How many? We'll have a total or uh, 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 ticket sales are right at 9,500 tickets sold, what? and that's not counting any suites. So we'll have 10,000 people in our ballpark tomorrow night. Um, you know, basically, coming here to watch this guy just came on the scene the last couple of months. I mean, he has definitely taken the country – by storm with his music. I mean, it, it, it must really resonate with a lot of folks, and, and people are really rallying around this man. Oliver Anthony, he's got he's the guy that has the song, um, I think it's Richmond, North of Richmond, I think is the song that introduced him to the country. Um, yeah. That is wild. Now, let me ask you this. I mean, Do you guys have the staff to pull that off at the end of the year? Because your people obviously are... You know, you, you did the playoff deal, and you probably picked this thing up ad hoc. I mean, surely you didn't know it would be this big. Well, you know, um, we thought it would be pretty good size. And, and Dennis Snyder with the city of Sevierville, he's been putting, he's with the Stadium Authority, really. He's been putting on concerts at our park for years. Mm-hmm. This is the first one we've had in a few years because of the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. that, you know, went into that and how the music industry changed. But, um yeah, I mean, absolutely. We got plenty of staff. Um, we do. Uh, we lose some of our interns. They go back to college, but for the most part, we we have a pretty large staff as it is, considering we have, you know, our, our team here, and then we had the four other Appalachian League teams. So we got a number of folks to pull from, and they're they're always willing to jump in and help out. 
It's going to be a great event. It's it's going to be one of those things. The only concern I have is parking. You know, we have a large parking lot. I know. But um, but it's not large enough to accommodate ninety five hundred cars. Now, hopefully, we'll have we'll probably have about three to four thousand cars show up. But we have auxiliary lots that we've lined up. Uh, my good friend Craig Jenkins, you know Craig Jenkins. He'll be driving the bus. He, Craig's a bus he, driver he, now. He, Craig has helped us line up buses for this to transport people back and forth from the um, from the other uh, auxiliary lots. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We got plenty of directional signage when people pull in. Um, and it looks like the weather's going to cooperate. I will say this: a week ago, I saw rain in the forecast here for today and tomorrow, and uh, I was a little nervous. I'll say that. It's not going to rain on Oliver Anthony uh, in East Tennessee. That's just what that wasn't meant to be. On the way out, I remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a couple years ago you guys did the uh, Tennessee game up there, the wooden bat game that was really sweet, and, and special yeah. broadcast, and you jam-packed the place, and went, really neat, um, that really special that Tennessee team. You, you know, Craig had to drive the bus, right? Didn't Craig have to drive a bus then and get people in the? And you guys were like scrambling right behind the scenes, like crazy stuff. Greg, Craig, excuse me, Craig is a jack of all trades. I'll tell you that he is, he is a he is a utility player. If I need him to play second base, he's there for me. I mean, it, he's insane. I can find, he's one of my my, my go to guys. Yes, so I, he's been that way for years, and uh, he I, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less of Craig. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't driving a bus tonight. You okay. ought to write a book, though, about some of the things you guys, down through the years, because I think people would be kind of blown away. Like, my son got a look inside your world, you know, for one summer a few years back. Yeah, and he did said, a great job. He said, Dad, that's those are the hardest working people in the history of the world, how hard those people work. <laughs> and they do it every single night. Which is, <laughs> it does take a lot, but you know what everyone does. It's it's a it's a rite of passion. I think everyone enjoys it, and um, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, when you when you tell folks you work at a baseball stadium, that's you know it's, that's not too bad of a deal, you know. Well, you're the man. Congratulations <laughs> to the Smokies. You are the champions, my friend. <laughs> and I hey, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it and. I'm just happy to see our community get a championship. All of our diehard fans that yep. have been coming out there for years, it's, it's good to see them uh, get that title. Hey, it's been a long season, too, man. You need to kick your feet up and party a little bit tomorrow night while you're watching some music. You know what? I doubt I'd do that tomorrow night, but I certainly am look, looking forward to a pretty good little vacation when this thing wraps up. Chris Allen, you're the man. Thanks, brother. Hey, thank you. I love him. On the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. I'm really happy to see good things happen to him, and I wanted to shine the light on them. When he, first of all, they're a partner of ours. Secondly, um, they're great for baseball in our community. Um, Tony was telling me, he goes, you guys realize what an advantage it is to have that, that deal in, our, in years to come that wouldn't that deal right in our midst here he told us one day on the air he said you know uh frank went up scouted a couple players they got a couple guys out of the portal that were in that deal including the kid from missouri and i think there was one other one well the amic kid uh was playing in that deal as well Seiko, you realize in a few short months we're going to be back to watching some tennessee baseball how geeked up does that get you i mean seriously it's fun well, I, I don't even believe you, I don't even believe you have to ask me that question. You know what a fan I am. I'll be there. 
I'm looking forward to these new guys too. I, yep. I, th- I saw that uh, they had a top 10, 12 list, and I guess the Holman kid that uh, we didn't get the LSU got him. Oh uh, yeah, bought him is is on there. But I'm really looking forward to this. I think that I, I even though he looks Hollywood, I think more. Uh, I think that Tony V is is more. Uh, is more street smart than Hollywood, and I think that this team may be a scrappier team, and I think that fits his kind of uh, mo. Back to the phones we go eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us, talk about anything we've discussed so far. Watson Brown segment. Anything stick out to you, Sean? That Watson said before we go back to the phones, or anything you want to introduce into the conversation here. Well, I've been really intrigued by Spencer Rattler, and I think that his his transformation. He's always had the talent, but his his ego, his head, or, or insecurity, or whatever, always got in the way. And I think that when um, uh, when when lo- the less notoriety he has had, or the struggles that South Carolina has, has caused him to actually. Just focus on football because he, he was one of the top recruits coming in. Yep. He was very good at Oklahoma. Uh, I, I believe he was a self-admitted, you know, bad teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, nobody was sorry to see him go. He, um, he made his bed and was forced to sleep in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he came to South Carolina, you know, everyone thought they were getting that and, and it was a, it was a smooth sailing, but he took some lumps last year, and then, you know, he, I, I think against us, he he just let his talent come out, and that's what he's doing. He's he he was the guy before. If he would have taken nine sacks against North Carolina, he would have called people out, and he's not doing that. And I think his success is partly because he's become in, from outside in my. To my perspective, I think he's become a better teammate, and also because of that, I think the teammate the the team trusts him. I, I don't believe that. Look, I I've got I've got a hate spot for the little uh, Butch Junior over there, and I need to really deal with it and get over it because I think he's a clown. Uh, but I think this is Spencer Rattler's team, and you're starting to see the fruits of his talents right now. Yeah, I mean, he's going to walk out of Neyland Stadium probably quarterbacking a two and three football team, and and people aren't going to appreciate this, but he's probably well, he's I think he's easily right now the best quarterback in the league. I mean, easily. And, I don't think there's any question. Yeah, in an era when truly it's all about quarterback play, except you have to have some players around a quarterback, and he runs for his life. I mean, he against Mississippi State the other night. He was getting absolutely waylaid after letting some balls go, and he just kept getting up and making the next play. Getting up, making the next play. I mean, I yeah, admire I him I so much. I don't understand the whole uh, concept in baseball of, of wins against replacement. I just don't get that. Right. Uh, but I would suggest to you that there, any team in the SEC, any team, uh, he makes Tennessee a contender. For the playoffs, uh, right? Alabama, a national contender. Yeah, literally for a playoff. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and, and there, every every team, I, I I'm making this number up, but I think he changes their fortunes three games. 
well, everything. You know what's interesting, too, and I want to just kind of get this in here, because people poo-poo the portal and this and that, and, you know, I don't like change. And I'll tell you this about the portal with quarterbacks. The portal gives quarterbacks a chance to go out and reinvent themselves. And I want you to think about this for a second. The, the book on the kid at Auburn, the Knicks kid, he is twice the quarterback that he was at Auburn at Oregon. Now, a system and, you know, maybe the league's not as hard and this, that, and the other, but he is really playing at a high level. The Penix well, kid. Well, maybe he had to get yeah. away from his dad's shadow. Maybe. The Penix kid. Another one uh, out there, uh, out there. Uh, he's at Washington with Kellen DeBoer, who Matt yesterday said, or somebody said on here, literally, literally could sneakily be the best team in the country right now that nobody's looking at. I mean, they are doing what Tennessee did to people last year. They are crushing people. We all knew the kid from USC, you know, no matter where he was going to transfer, he was going to be successful. That guy's got like, you know, whatever you want to call it. He's got very great ability. But a bunch of these transfers have found new life by jumping to different places. And I just, I think that's really interesting because I think that gave Rattler, I remember when I transferred, this is just in life, okay? When I transferred from Penn State to Tennessee, when I walked into Tennessee, and, and granted, I didn't have, I wasn't a football player, but nobody knows you. You have a chance to sort of reinvent yourself. You have, you have a chance to make new friends. You have a chance to make different choices. You have a chance to learn from your mistakes and all those things. And, and I kind of, I think you're right. I kind of see that in him. I think that's exactly what he's done. He, he went in there very humbly, even though they paid him and this, that, and the other and invested in him. But he doesn't behave that way on a football field. No, and, and you if you were if you sign a scholarship as a quarterback to one of the big leagues, I don't care if it's Vanderbilt, I don't care if it's Northwestern, you have extraordinary talent. And sometimes it just takes a little bit different scenery. If the, you heard Coach uh, Brown just talk about if you down a kid, you know, you know, you you might lose them. Well, yeah, you know, take a look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to do nothing at Ohio State, and he's arguably the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen for one season. It's weird. On and on and on. Yeah. All of a sudden, uh, Jalen Hurts, your guy, became a passer at Oklahoma. I mean, it, it just uh, Troy Aikman. I mean, for the for the old heads, yeah, was that OU goes out to transfers out to UCLA. And becomes the, I think he, Hall of Famer. Not, he should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame quarterback. So it, it, it happens with Justin Fields. He went from being a, at Georgia, a third down, uh, change of pace. Yeah. To a top five pick. And, and, you know, it'll come around. He's, he's a respectable, uh, NFL quarterback. Oops. So. It, it happened. Hendon Hooker here. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Hooker. I didn't say thinking, him. People thinking when the when it got down to forty degrees, he shut down. Yep. To our to Coach Brown's assessment, he was the best college quarterback in the country last year. Such a good point. I it's almost yeah. rare now to have a quarterback go somewhere and stay there and blossom instead of transferring somewhere. 
you're hearing more about QB transfers having success instead of homegrown guys staying in one place, going one place. Well, I, I think that I think that position is just unique in football. Yeah. It it, yeah. it doesn't you can't have two kings in a kingdom. Um, you just have to have one, and and quarterbacks will move on, and they can't develop unless they get game time. To the phones we go. And that's why people get real frustrated. I thought his question, his answer about not getting Nico in games, he's like, look, man, they got a guy that, though he's been around college football for five years, as Watson Brown said last hour, though, about an hour ago, though he's been around college football for like five years, he hasn't played much, and they're just trying to get him as much seat time as possible before it gets real. I use seat time like the way pilots talk about it, but... Or I tell young broadcasters well, that well, same I, thing. I hate to say this, but Nico is not going to win more games for Tennessee than Joe Milton this year. Maybe next year, maybe whatever, but not this year. And there are a lot of factors. It's not just how you yeah. throw the ball. Fans don't want to hear. It's the trust you have with your yeah. teammates. It's the locker yeah. room. Yeah. It's all this stuff. The, the, these games are not played on a video console. Yes, they're real live emotions, egos, etc. With young, you know, young men that are absolutely hyped up on, on uh, not illegal but testosterone, emotion, aggression, etc. And if you, we go. yeah, if you think you can just slide one guy in and say, "This is the guy," let's go, guys. Good luck. It's by, not happening. By the way, tomorrow I'll be out live. Uh, Performance Medicine's opening a new location in West Knoxville. John Adams will be with me tomorrow. We'll be breaking it down scientifically, their grand opening. It's directly across the street from the Calhoun's location, which is at Pellissippi Parkway and Kingston Pike. So directly across the street there, we will be breaking it down scientifically, the grand opening. I will go in there. I will kiss the ring of Dr. Rogers and maybe turn the ring of Ben Rogers, but certainly I've been not there. kiss I've, his ring. I've been there. It's a great facility. It's in the same complex as Crafty Bastard and Heartland Apothecary. Thank you. Let's go back to the phones. And we'll get our next call in. TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com, presents our phone lines. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. Josh, you boy. Under wings. Tony, uh... I loved yesterday how you uh, flushed that cheap artist, uh, Freddie Jack. Yeah, he's a cheap shot artist. And, I, and I'll tell you something else, speaking of cheap shot artist. Yeah. Happy birthday, Paulie Joe. And, uh, Paulie Joe celebrated big, his birthday a last night. Cubs blowing the lead last night to pa- the Braves. Paulie Joe's club, Brian, last night. Paulie Joe was at the game for his birthday. A couple of his friends flew in, really sweet, you know, from the Chicago land, no joke, yeah. where he's from. And Paulie Joe had a real special time. His Braves got out to a six, or the uh, Cubs got out to a six nothing lead last night against a Braves team just playing out the string. The Braves scored seven unanswered, Brian. It, including on a dropped fly ball in the eighth inning. Yeah, that, that was a uh, the Cubs right fielder was a gave Paulie Joe a nice birthday present. Come on, Paulie Joe, guy. we get some coal in your um, stocking. You know, uh, I wonder if the Smokies had any right fielders who could have caught that ball. Right? There. Are you kidding Probably. me? I mean, Joshy boy, you guys weren't even trying to, and now. 
A half game separates them and the Florida Marlins. Anything can happen right now, Joshy boy. Tony. Yeah. That was uh, that was pure comedy last night. In my opinion. I know, and I was sitting there. I mean, <laughs> I'm watching it, and young Anthony he looks over at me and he says, "Dad, poor Polish Joe." That's all we could think about was poor Polish Joe when that ball poor dropped on his birthday, man. Be, be like somebody taking your cake and smashing it right in your face before they even sing happy birthday to you. Tony, uh, tell me something. How is uh, Matt Olson not in the NL MVP conversation with 53 home runs and like 100 62 runs batted in. Good night. You don't think Alex Anthopoulos knows what he's doing, do you? Freddie Freeman played chicken with the Braves. Freddie Freeman played chicken with the Braves and lost. And came out later that year and said, oh, I would love to be back home. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Dansby Swanson cried at a river at a press conference for 15 minutes. I mean, that was incredible, Brian. Absolutely incredible. I'll tell you something that was sad in Philly last night. Philly's had a pitcher named Bailey. You think these guys aren't real. Philly's had a guy named Bailey Falter who started the year with them uh, this past year. was pretty good with pretty good young pitcher for him last year in their World Series run. The Phillies clinched the um, playoff berth and the number one overall seed last night, beating the Pirates. The only guy left in the Pirates' dugout after the game was Bailey Falter, and they took a photo of him. Or took a video of him. He was over there watching his teammates celebrate. That had to be a weird feeling. I mean, I know these wow. guys are getting paid, but my heart goes out for that kid. Tony, uh, who uh, who do you think we could see a big game from Saturday night? Cinco, call the shot. Who is a big game for the Volunteers? Cinco's got his finger on the pulse. What you think, Cinco? Who is a big game Saturday night for our volunteers? Sorry, I was muted. I think the I think the running backs have huge games. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. South Carolina doesn't stop the run at all. And I think you could see a lot of um, that guy. That guy is good, but he can't run away from Aaron Beasley. I could see I could see Beasley being a problem for Rattler. Bang. I would love to see that. I would love to see Beasley have a nice night. I'm making a bold take right now, yeah. Tony. Sampson goes for about 130, 140 rushing and uh, one or two touchdowns, and Beasley gets a strip sack fumble. I was thinking 175 for um, our, our guy Sampson. Yeah, we could go 160, 175. I don't understand why guys like him, well, I'm not going to belabor the point. The guy's a playmaker, and they don't have many of those guys on offense this year, and they got to figure out a way to keep him on the field, in my opinion. Instead yeah, of, I agree with that. Instead of playing seniority. Why, did they ever say, Tony, why he didn't get complaint time Saturday or a few Saturdays ago against Florida, Samson? Yeah, Josh Heupel said it was our bad. It was our a mistake. Bad. Yeah, it was a mistake. That's what Heupel said. Yeah, you just, some of the stuff that he says, you know, 
kind of gives you a sour taste, you know? Well, it's like that with any coach. If you listen to those guys long enough, because what are you going to say? I mean, when you lose a game, nobody wants to hear anything you say. When you're winning all your games, you're a genius. So, yeah. and I kind of get that. I, I kind of get that whole deal. I'll be really curious to see what happens with uh, Cooper Mays this weekend. And, uh, listen, I appreciate the call. W- one thing we never did with Cooper Mays, and thank you, Joshy boy, we never pretended on here that he was going to play. While other people were, because I knew the drill Benny Hill on that, and he was not going to be back till at least this week or maybe the A&M game. But let's go back to the phones. And uh, Cooper Mays is a tough guy from a tough family. Let's go back to the phones and get our uh, next call in. Hello and welcome. Hello, Tony. Hello, welcome in. Hi, this is Peggy from up in Cosby, uh, Smoky Mountain. Peggy and Cosby. Yeah. We used to have a guy named called the Cosby Cattleman. Who, yeah, uh, you know, about that. Well, you know what happened to him? He's been banned by every radio show in the state of Tennessee. Uh. For real? Yeah. I wish I knew who that was. I are you familiar know. with him? Are you, are you? His name is Cosby Cattleman. If I, if I knew his name, I, you know, I bet you anything I know who he is. Right. Honey, I've lived in Cosby most of my life. I know everybody. Okay. So well. we need to find out who that is. All right. <laughs> and I'll go interview him. Okay. Very good. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, Tony. Yes. Uh, um, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Uh, first, I wanted to say, I first time I listened to your show, I uh, when they were discussing what uh, the repercussions were going to be for Tennessee over the uh, with Pruitt and all that, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. and all that went down. And I, you had. I think, I don't know if it was John or Bino. Are they two people or are they the same That's right, John and Bino, two different people, yes. Okay, they were on your show, and one of them said this, and I, when I, I'm a pretty regular caller on Fine Bob, and I had to use it, but I credit it to, uh, to, uh, to, to him. I just didn't know which one it was, but he was talking. He was talking about Philip Fulmer, and he said never in his life had he seen anybody go from looking like Sergeant Carter to Sergeant Schultz. <laughs> that sounds like Beano to me. That sounds like a Beanoism. I'm going to tell you, I rolled. I rolled. Oh, Beano's I mean, a witty fella. the funniest thing I ever heard He's in my life. He's a witty fella. That's what drew me into y'all. But talking about Cooper May, yeah. back in the summer, you know, it was right about the time when they had the uh, SEC media day. Mm-hmm. I called in, and lo and behold, I couldn't believe it. I was like one of the first callers that Bomb Bomb took. And we have his, uh, you know, I don't know what his deal is. Uh, kind of, he, he can't decide if he loves Tennessee or Alabama. He just kind of goes back and forth. And, so we got, he, got, he said, he sarcastically said, tell, said, I missed you when I called him. I said, you know, let's not start this out on the lie. But I asked him about, uh, the Cooper Mays. And I said, you know, because on Twitter, I'm good friends with some mamas that are, have sons that play football and, 
some of them that play on the team, and we chat and talk uh, privately, and I just ask about that. And they pretty much, uh, not exact quote, but said to me, look, you know, these guys know what they're doing, and they'll have somebody to like to, you know, more or less like plug and play. Don't, don't worry about that little old lady, little granny lady from Tennessee. That was pretty much the response I got. And you know what? I, I was right. I said, that's a very important part of everything. And, uh, they seem to act like it's just no big deal, you know, and most of the people I talked to, you know, just involved in regular sports. I kind of dismissed it, too. But I see it really has caused us some problems, hasn't it? It's been a major, 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 major issue this year. I mean, I don't know how, what percentage you could put on the Florida meltdown, but Cooper Mays being there and the way that game unfolded, uh, I mean, Sean, that was like a nightmare. That was an absolute nightmare, looking back on that. It was a perfect storm because they were behind the sticks all night. Well, he's a, he, he's a calming influence there. He's a leader. He's a tough guy. Uh, and he's very good uh, at his job as well. So I think, he, I think we may have seen different. I don't want to take anything away from Florida. They played better. Uh, but I think that him coming into the team – during this stretch is going to be just what the doctor ordered. Oh, me too. Me too. I hope so. You know, I had a, when I heard it was a hernia and not just a hernia, but a three, uh, something involving three. I don't know if that means three hernias or they took three surgeries or what, but I had one and it's been a few, uh, about 15 years ago and I still have issues, still have problems. So I, I knew it was a little bit more serious than what I was hearing because that's a, that's a tough injury up you, in the area there. You darn believe that. And then you think about just healing in light. In, in, I was talking with a doctor about it when I, when I got to it. Um, but uh, I'll tell you this. I, when I first I called a couple of my medical you know, type friends, and they said, Tony, in real, in real life, triple hernia they said that's a that's a four-week deal before you're even thinking about going back to work let alone getting on a southeastern conference football field they're like that is a super serious kind of deal that you do not want to rupture anything internally so you know we had to sit there and pretend but we all kind of knew so yeah it was and you know i think i I'm, and another thing I, I'm going to say, last Wednesday when I tuned in and listened yep. to Watson Brown, I had yes. no idea who that was or anything, but I want to tell you something. Right. Tell right. that man. Right. He's absolutely wonderful. And I'm going to tell you, I was so, I mean, I was really, I tore up. I mean, I actually felt like I was in mourning. I kid you not. And I was so distraught. Tore all two pieces, and he was so good. I'm just telling you. That Unreal. Man, yes. Sean Love said him. after he was done, Sean was like, man, this thing is like spun gold. He said, I'm not just saying this because I'm on here. 
the things like gold. But listen, I'm going to start calling you the Cosby Cowgirl because the Cosby Cattleman's right. no longer, he's no longer allowed to call, but the Cosby Cowgirl has an open line anytime she wants it. Hey, honey, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The Cosby Cowgirl and her daughter, Tanya, will be at, uh, see, at, at the Tennessee Theater tomorrow to see she was my best friend in the 90s, Tanya Tucker. What? You know Tanya Tucker? Yes, I do. Cool. Oh, Tony. So outstanding. Really? I love Tanya Tucker. Oh, honey, real well. Oh. I mean, I ain't got to see her in what 15 years. a great years. singer. I, I got to see her in 15 oh, years. So that soulful be, sound that comes out of believe. her mouth. We are going to lock that town up. <laughs> well, cowgirl, you and your daughter have fun tomorrow. Be careful. Thank you. And so, go balls. I mean, we got this, honey. And we G to the B to the O. Thank you to dark the cowgirl. It's dark mode, honey. Dark yeah. mode. Dark mode. Dark mode. Thank you, Cosby Cowgirl. You know, Tone, I, I can't help but think that if you put the Cosby Cowgirl in with the Cosby Cattleman in the squared circle, I got money on the Cowgirl coming out. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia to 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, 
or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quick Mart Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Matt Dixon today rolled some inside stuff over at our blog over at tclub.team. I would encourage you to check that out. Also, I've got news there of a young man that's getting ready to commit to Tennessee basketball tomorrow. That's the expectation. Um. So, and and Rick Barnes, you know, they, they want a certain kind of person, a certain kind of player. But I do want to get into some of the stuff that uh, Dixon had, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this as we go. But this is about you. This is the geophysical year of the caller. We will go back to our phones. Sean Sinclair is here, S-E-A-N, Sinclair, D-D-S. He's in beautiful Maryville. Should you need a services? 
And let me go back and get our next call in on our busy phone lines where all lines are jammed as they will stay throughout. Hello and welcome in. Tony B. Yo, how you doing, my friend? Long time no talkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you hung up on me yesterday, but here's the thing. Uh, Miss Holly called yesterday and said I needed to be food. Yeah, she said I needed to be food. And you agreed with her. She said you needed to be what? Booed when I come down out to your uh, little sit downs and all that. No, no, no. She said you're getting on her nerves because you like take this thing and make it personal. I said the next time you're down there, if you ever get in front of the headset again, I encourage people to cheer for you. But I'm getting ready to cheer for people to boo you. I'm the one that said that. Don't put that on Holly now. Well, let me tell you this. I know Holly's a nurse, and she's. She said her little piece, and then let me. She's not a nurse. No, she's not a nurse. She, she said she was a nurse. That's oh, what she said. Oh, but yeah, that's what she said. But listen, and, and doc, I'm, I'm glad Doctor Sean is there today, so he can verify what I. What you I don't think said. he's going to back you up over Holly, do you? No, okay. I, I don't want him to back me up over Holly. All right, all right. I thought I had got, thought I had got rid of that damn man, but uh, Holly is going to be my next person I'm going to be on. But listen here, you don't want, hey, you don't want to get in a wrap off with her either. I'll, I'll turn Holly up. But anyway, Dr. Sean, so they got uh, Cooper Mays down there in uniform, and he's got a triple hernia, which I understand the man was hurt. So my question is this, Tony B., why make all those damn excuses and then put the uniform on the boy if he's not able to go? Because you got fans like, you know, you and other people asking those questions about why come he didn't play, why come this. Don't put on the damn uniform if you can't play. Sean, you know, you want to tell me I'm mean that I'm doing something wrong. Sean, what do you say? Sean, what do you say to that? I've never quite understood why coaches uh, feel the need to be tricky or deceptive. I don't have anything against Josh Heupel, but I college football coaches in general are nutty. I, I don't know why you do that. I mean, maybe you know, There's maybe no other you, reason. hold on, maybe. You know, it, it's a possibility that maybe Cooper wanted to be on the sideline and in uniform for mm-hmm. his for his teammates, knowing full well he wasn't going to play. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't take that possibility off the table. Yeah, how about that? How about if he wanted to be out there? Okay, if you want to make that excuse, Doctor Sean, you make. No, it. he's just saying that's possible. I mean, you have to admit well, that's possible. I didn't make an excuse. I just said that's a possibility. But, but, yeah. I don't know any inside information. But, but, but he he got a triple hernia, which y'all are saying is a yeah. a real bad energy. Why go through that? Why put why put again? Through that? Well, but you know, but but Florida, you know the guy the guy is the the guy is there to, as a part time. You know, he's coaching, trying to help the other guys see stuff that the other guys don't see. He, now, could he be in? Could he be in a warm up suit? Yeah, probably, but. You know, I think with all due respect, and you know I love you, I think you're reading too much into this situation. No, I know I'm not. I say give him a damn headset and let him let, let him coach. But he he's got a triple hernia, which he cannot be playing. He no. cannot be playing, and coaches he's never shouldn't do play. that. And, and I'm not going. I'm not. But Sean's right. Look, look. Football coaches are just uh, two things we know about football. They're really goofy as a lot, and they're extremely paranoid. The thing I would love to say to any of these guys is once the game starts, they know your game's up. So you still have to go play the game anyway. That I mean, it, it's only good for a couple of plays. 
And then after that, you don't, you know, I, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I don't understand the advantage of not just going, hey, this guy's out for seven weeks. Six weeks, seven weeks. He'll be back for this. We're hoping to get him back for the South Carolina game. But they just. Like, you know, maybe, yeah. Who knows? It may, it, there's a possibility the family didn't want that information out there as well. I, I don't know. I, I don't think everything's a conspiracy. I, I get I get what you're saying, uh, Sean and and Tony B. Because my mom used to tell me a long time ago, when you start stuttering, you don't have an answer for anything. And both of y'all were stuttering. So guess what? Neither one of us stutter. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, both of you were stuttering when y'all was trying to answer the question. Actually, okay. not actually, neither one of us stuttered. Tony B. Tony B. Tony B. Tony B. Tony B. Listen, I tell you what, I'll take South Carolina and a twelve and a half. Okay. At your house. And, and guess what? They're gonna mollywop y'all again down at down in down at Neyland State, and they're gonna mollywop you. And guess what? You're gonna have an excuse for that too. No, no, actually, we if South Carolina comes into your building and beats you, uh, there will be no excuse for that. That's correct. That's Florida, right. you're getting and a little get more. Hank, you're getting a little more vitriolic. Uh, Say, Holly that said does, he's that, that making it physical. That doesn't, it doesn't go with no. you. You're right. You're a nicer guy than this. Yes. What's going on here? Yeah. No, Dr. Sean, it's just the fact that, you know what, I, I understand where we are. We were projected to be nothing. The Gators were uh, projected to be And they are nothing. nothing. You're an underdog to Kentucky this weekend. You are nothing. You you are still a nothing. You're, you're not letting me finish. You're, I, we're supposed to be nothing. We're supposed to come off. Graham Merck is averaging more yards than, 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 than Joe Milton. So what? But but guess what? Yeah, he Nobody played well. He played very well. You said he was slow. You said he was slow, Tony B. We both said he was slow. But he's averaging more yards a, a game than Joe Milton. So what do you want, Tony B? What do you want? You want your cake and you want to eat it too? I know we're slow. I know what we are. But you you haven't come to grips with what y'all are, which is slow. Well, you're, well, you're, right. you're out of here. You, you need to come you're to grips with that. You're about to get counted down. Yeah, Florida you need to come to grips with the, the second straight day. You got blasted. I gave you too much time. I apologize to the listeners. Let's go back to the phones, Gary. Next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony Greg from Atlanta. Hey, Greg. Welcome in. Hey, Tony. I, the only problem I have uh, with this coaching staff is their belief in playing the guys that they trust the most. Um, especially in the secondary. Mm. And I know that you have people in all preseason, you talked about it, everybody that has ever seen Nico play, practice, everything, has told you and you've reported that he is special. You've also had people tell you that the secondary that they've brought in in the last two years are way more athletic have more speed, make better plays than these guys we keep rolling no, out there no, I said, every week. What I said is they got some guys they think they're going to be really nice players one day that they can develop, and they also don't think there's a mistake in the bunch, which is pretty rare for a class on that side of the football. That's what I specifically said. Okay, gotcha. Well, either way, that sounds like they're better than the players we keep rolling out there with more potential. Anyway, so have you thought about, and I think you hit on it a little bit earlier, the reason we're not seeing Nico come in that game in the third quarter after Joe went down a little bit with his knee is because of just what you said. 
if he goes out there and they let him run that entire offense and he balls out like like everybody thinks he's going to, you're going to have a problem in the locker room because the young kids are going to want him to play and the older veterans are going to think you did Joe wrong. I want you to hang hang there. I want to talk about that. This is Dale Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.